Hi and welcome. This is episode number four of Personal Branding, the podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about your LinkedIn profile. One of my favorite, but also most important parts of my personal brand is my LinkedIn profile. I've been working on it for years now, and I can say it's never finished. But one thing is for sure, it needs to be complete and it needs to show who you are. So let's talk about a good LinkedIn profile today and let's make sure that you can you get some tips from me to update your profile, to make it ready to build your personal brand. Let me start by saying that I choose LinkedIn as a, an important part of my personal brand because that's where my audience is. There is a good chance that your audience is somewhere else. Maybe it's on Instagram, on Facebook or any other channel you think is relevant to reach the people you want to reach. But if you're like me and you want to reach a B2B audience or maybe entrepreneurs, LinkedIn is definitely the place to be. So let's dive into it. Your LinkedIn profile. With your LinkedIn profile, you can make a first impression count. And with that, I mean, when you make a first impression, it needs to be right. And there is a good chance when you set up a meeting with somebody to meet face to face in the future, not at the moment, of course, or maybe you have a VC scheduled or a phone call, there's a good chance people will check your LinkedIn profile first. They want to know who you are, what your experience is, what you look like, and they want to learn something about you. So before they pick up the phone or or jump on a VC call with you, they will check out your LinkedIn profile. So that's the first impression you make, and that needs to be good. So how do you make sure it's a good first impression? One of the most important parts of your LinkedIn profile is your profile picture. Your profile picture needs to be, of course, of high quality, but it also needs to be a picture where people can see you and recognize you if they would meet you in person. And with that, I mean, it needs to be a picture where only you are on the picture. Sometimes you see pictures where there's two people on them and you're like, but who's the person I'm going to talk to? It also needs to be a picture where people can see clearly your face. So not from the sides, not really darked or, or, or grayed out or whatever you think is, is funky or, or very arty. Um, it maybe works on other channels, but on LinkedIn, it is important that it's a clear picture where people can see your face. So ideally you see a face, maybe a part of your shoulders, but that's already enough. It's only a small image. People can click on it and zoom out. But when they visit your profile and they don't click on the picture, it's a small one. So it needs to be only your face or, as I said, with a part of your your shoulders, but not much more than that. There are filters available on LinkedIn as well. If you want to use them, uh, go ahead. But again, make sure that people can still recognize you from the picture. And then when we talk about pictures, there's another part of your LinkedIn profile, which you can include a picture too, and that's the header. The header or the cover image shows who you are. So it shows a bit more personality. And it is a tricky one because it's, it's a strange format. Um, it's a, a difficult one to choose. I always struggle to find one that works for me as well. But once you have it right, it makes your profile so much stronger. So one of the questions I get a lot is, should this be the name of the company I work for? And the answer I always say is, it's up to you, but keep in mind that the company you work for is only part of your personal brand. Your personal brand is who you are. 
And that means your personal brand is about your passion. It's about things you're interested in. It's about things you like to do. It's about your hobbies. And it's about the employer you work for. And maybe you own a company. That's a completely different story. Then you maybe want to use the uh, cover image to promote your company. And then it makes sense. So it's up to you. There's no wrong or right here. But keep in mind that the cover image... Uh, doesn't have to be a company logo because the company is only part of who you are. And then when you have those two images set up, there is another part uh, at the beginning of your profile that helps with that first impression. And that's the headline. So the headline tells in easy words what it is that you do. And the funny thing is when you work in IT like I do, you're very used to English words, you're used to... um, Words that we use a lot in IT and you're used to job titles that resonate a lot with our colleagues. And maybe you work in another industry and it's the same for you. But the funny thing is that those words completely make sense for you, but they don't have any meaning to other people who don't work in the same industry or in the same type of role. So make sure that you describe what you do in easy words so everybody understands and not only people who work in the same industry as you do. Um, I prefer to start with my job title and then give some explanation of what it is that I do. It's a personal choice and uh, I do it because when people search for you or when they search for people, there's only a part of the headline that shows up in the search results. And I think it's important that they see my job title. But again, this is a personal choice. It's up to you. The headline, again, is part of your personal brand and it's your first impression, so make it count. So really think of a way that you can describe in easy words what people can expect from you, what it is you do in a daily life. And then, of course, you also add your location and the industry you work for. Location helps, for example, if people don't know which language you speak or where you're based, uh, when, when we work in different time zones, but also in general to get a better feeling of where does the person come from that I'm going to meet on VC later today or the person who's going to pick up the phone when we have our our phone um, appointment scheduled. And then the industry, of course, is uh, another important one because it helps to find to understand in which industry you work, what your background is. Um, It's it's, uh, another way of giving a bit more information about what you do. And the interesting thing is that once you have this updated, you get up to nine times more profile views than a profile that doesn't have those uh, parts of information and images on their profile. So then we move on to the most important but also most difficult part of your LinkedIn profile, the summary. The summary is like an elevator pitch. It is um, a way of you introducing yourself to the person who's visiting your profile. And I always like to use the example of when you're at a birthday party and you meet somebody new and they ask you, so, hey, what is it that you do for a living? You're going to tell them what type of job that you have. You're going to tell them what you're passionate about. You tell them a bit more about the company you work for and why you work for the company. You don't tell them that you always hit your targets. You don't tell them that... um, you are extremely successful in skill A, B, and C. You tell a story and you tell something that's in their interest. Well, the exact exact same thing works for your summary. 
It needs to be engaging. It needs to be about you, but make sure that it's not boring and also make sure that it really adds value to the person who's looking at your profile. And by that, I mean, they really have to get to know you. So what I like to do is I like to start with something you're passionate about. So in the first line, you tell people what it is that drives you every day to do what you're doing. What is your passion? What makes you happy? What are the things that you really love to do? And why do you do them? And then once you talked about your passion and you you got people's interest, because when we are personal and we talk about our passion, that's when people get interested in us, because that's when we're humans. Then you move on to the part where you're going to talk about uh, the job that you have. So what is the job that you have? What is it that you do on a daily basis? What is the company you work for? And again, keep in mind that not everybody works in the same industry. So not everybody knows the same words and uh, the descriptions as you know. So make sure that you keep it easy and that it's easy to read for everybody and everybody can understand what it is that you do. And then there's also the opportunity to actually do something with the people who visit your profile. It's like putting a CTA to your summary. So what do you want people to do after they visit your profile? Do you want them to schedule a phone call with you? Do you want them to connect with you? Do you want them to reach out to you via email? Do you want them to follow you on LinkedIn? It's completely up to you, but make sure that you put a CTA at the end of your summary. What I like to say is, hey, I like to connect online or offline. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or reach me on the following email address or phone number. Again, it's up to you if you want to share this or not. If you don't want to share your email address or phone number, don't do that, of course. But if you work in a sales role or you have your own business, then it might make sense to have your email address or phone number there. Also to give people another option than connecting with you on LinkedIn. Sometimes people don't really want to connect they just want to reach out to you because they have a question and they don't really want to grow their network because that's the strategy they use there could be several reasons why they don't want to connect with you so when you put your email address there or your phone number people still have the opportunity to get in contact with you without connecting on linkedin and then we move on to the experience part So the experience part is where you explain what it is that you currently do in your current job role, but also what you've done in the last years. And this shows your career path and every part of your experience is as important as your current role. And I'm saying this because some people are like, "Mm, should I just leave it off? You know, I have a job now, which is really interesting, but the other ones before might be not as relevant or I was very junior or... um, It was not something that linked to the job that I have right now. There could be several reasons why you might not want to share it. But I disagree with this. Everything that you've done in the last years helped you to get to the job where you are right now. And that means that when you put in your past experiences, you can describe what it actually brought you and how you used it to get where you are right now. So every part of that journey counts. So make sure you mention it and explain what it is that you've done, what you've learned, uh, what you enjoyed about it, uh, some of the results you got, everything that is relevant and interesting for people to understand your career path. And the reason why it's also important to have this in place is that sometimes people will visit your profile 
and they see you worked at similar companies as they have done or maybe currently are working at. And that could be companies that you have worked for in the past and not currently. But still, it's a really nice way to start a conversation. It's so much different when somebody reaches out to you, mentioning your past uh, employer saying, hey, I currently work there and uh, I want to connect with you for ABC, whatever the reason is. It's a much nicer way of getting in touch with people than when you don't have any experience there and you don't know um, what type of past roles they had. And then, of course, with your current role, another important one, make sure that you describe to people, again, in easy words, what it is that you do. So why do you do this job? What can people expect when you pick up the, when you pick up the phone, when you're at your job? What is it that you're doing at that time? So make it easy to read, explain to people what it is and try to make it as complete as possible so people know exactly what it is that you're doing. And then one other part that fits into both experience and summary is the rich media. Personally, I'm a big fan of rich media because rich media helps people to get even a better understanding of who you are. So some people like to read, other people like to watch. But there's definitely opportunity there to have, besides of your summary and your experience, some visuals that show people who you are, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. And with this, I mean, so I'm on my own profile, I have some pieces of content of uh, blog posts that I wrote, an interview that I've done, some videos I made. Uh, one of my podcasts is actually there. So it gives people multiple options to get to know me better. If you don't create any content yourself, you can still share rich media, for example, a nice video of the company you work for, but also just as an example, a, a TED video about a specific topic that you are passionate about and maybe a message you want to give to people. The interesting thing is when you share rich media, you give people the opportunity to learn more about you. And when they learn more about you, they will start to trust you. And once they start to trust you, they will uh, be more open to build a relationship. And when you build a relationship, well, you can, of course, sell, you can reach your goals and objectives. It's so much easier when you have the relationship. So for the summary, the rich media can be found under featured. And under featured, you have like a carousel model where people can swipe between different um, pieces of rich media. And then for your experience, you can, you can put that in there per experience part. So... Uh, in my case, I, I work at LinkedIn, so I have a couple of videos and articles that talk about LinkedIn products, um, but I also own a, a LinkedIn group called Social Selling Experts, and there is some content that relates to the Social Selling Experts LinkedIn group. So every part of my past and current experience has rich media, and also my summary had, has rich media. And the rich media links to the text that I have in place there for both my current past and summary, current past experience, of course. So make sure that when you include rich media, it actually adds something to the ad copy you wrote down for that particular part of your profile. So once you have this all in place, it's fair to say that you have the basics right. But 
there is more available there and there's more options for you to build your profile and to make it more complete. One of the parts that, and again, it's up to you, but I think it's an interesting one, is the contact info. There is a part on your LinkedIn profile where you can include contact info like your phone number, your email address, uh, your birthday, um, and even your address, so where you live. And it's up to you what you share. But the good thing about it is when you put, for example, your phone number in there and people check your profile on their mobile phone, they um, and they search for your phone number on your fo- on your profile. They can directly click on the number and give you a call or copy it and put it into their phone. So again, when you're an entrepreneur or you work in sales or you work with clients or people who need, you want to get in touch with, this can be a great opportunity to um, give people a way to reach out to you. And then another part of your profile, which is not basically part of the way your profile looks but a really important one to keep in mind is to send invites with a personal message so once you start to grow your network so you finished your linkedin profile it's complete once you start to grow your network make sure you always send personalized invites the reason why this is so important is because once you send a personalized message people understand why you want to connect And when you reach out to people you haven't met before, but you want to connect with them because you think they're really interesting and you expect really interesting content to see, or you want to connect with them because they work at uh, the future company you would like to work for, or you want to connect with colleagues you've never seen. It could be several reasons why you want to connect with people that you don't know yet. When you explain to people why you want to connect, there's a much higher chance they will accept your invite. And that makes sense, of course, when people send me an invite and I don't know who they are and what they're doing, it's much more difficult to understand what is the value to me and the value to them for the two of us to connect. But once I understand why they want to connect, of course, I want to add them to my network. So make sure you always personalize your invite before you send it out. And um, once you start to send messages, there's multiple options there. So once you uh, connected with somebody and you want to send them a message to uh, continue the conversation or to maybe start the conversation, you can include uh, attachments, you can include locations, you can include a calendar. So there's multiple ways of reaching out to people in a really engaging way and in a way that um, it really adds value to you and the person you're reaching out to. So moving further down on um, your profile, there are a lot of things you can add to your profile, like licenses, you can add skills, uh, you can get endorsements, you can get recommendations, you can follow groups. All of this is up to you. And all of this is relevant, yes, absolutely, but only when it adds value to the people that you want to reach out to. And with that, I mean, if you want to um, include certain skills that are relevant to people and you know you have experience with those because you worked with colleagues and you showed those skills, yes, put them out there. But if they don't add anything to your profile or they don't have any value, I would leave them off. Same for licenses or for certificates or or anything, um, courses, for example, or projects you worked on. 
everything that is interesting and shows people who you are and um, what you're passionate about and what you're good at, that helps to build a strong relationship because people get to know more and more about you. Um, and then recommendations, of course, is a really important one and a really valuable one. Because what is better than somebody else telling people about you and what you're great at? So recommendations is something that is extremely valuable. For example, when you search for another job, when you search for new clients, when you want to build new relationships in the company you work for, when you want to get a promotion. So getting recommendations is something I highly recommend. Uh, but there's still a lot of people who find this a bit difficult. And yes, you need to ask somebody, hey, do you want to give me a recommendation? But keep in mind that on LinkedIn, this is completely normal. People understand why you do it. They understand why it is so valuable. And they understand what the, um, the value for you is as a professional. And the other way around, maybe you should start reaching out to people and give them a recommendation. And uh, you will see once you start to do it yourself, you will get recommendations back. And um, I would not re- recommend to have five recommendations given to the same person as who's giving you recommendations, because that is a bit tricky, so to say. But one or two is completely fine, of course. And that could be a nice start of getting recommendations on your profile. So that brings us to the end of what is a good LinkedIn profile. And I think what the most important part is that when people see and visit your profile, you make that first impression, make it count, and also make sure that people get to know you. So make sure that your profile is, of course, complete. And with complete, I mean it has everything, uh, your whole journey, your career path, uh, your current role, your summary, But also make sure that it's personal so people really get to know you. That there's more on your profile than there is on your resume or CV. And that it's more than just a summary of the skills you have. It is a nice way to build relationships. It's a nice way to present yourself uh, for the first time. So make sure that you make that first impression count. So I'm curious to hear, um, how much work do you spend on your LinkedIn profile? And what is it that you should be doing differently? Um, For me, my LinkedIn profile always has high priority because it's it's part of everything I do. And that means it's constantly changing as well. Is this the same for you? Are you updating your profile on a regular base? Um, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Uh, It has been a pleasure again. And hopefully you listen again to the next episode.